Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Davis, and this is the first new episode of 2021. So happy new podcast year to you. Now, the uh, the observant among you might notice that we're a couple of weeks later than I would have planned for this first episode because, rather inconveniently, I went and got that there, COVID, on New Year's Day. Now, it's safe to say that I really, really don't recommend it. Uh, it totally wiped me and my other half out for about two or three weeks, and I've never experienced anything quite like it in my life, and my current status is probably about 60 to 70% of normal. So look, follow the rules, use your common sense, and do everything you can to avoid it. That's my message here as someone who's just getting over it, because I promise you that just because you can queue up for that essential coffee doesn't mean you should. Believe me, it really doesn't seem quite as essential when you're in the middle of a Martin Sheen, Apocalypse Now-style fever hallucinating that the ghost of Bobby Ball is trying to remove your tonsils through your eyeballs. Okay, so this is the first episode of 2021, so I thought we could kick off by catching up with some friends of the podcast retailers that we've heard from before to see just how they feel about the new lockdown, the effect it's had on demand, their confidence for the next few months, and simply put, where are we now? And we've also got a fascinating insight into the current situation in supply with the head of Vitra in the UK, Levant Giray. He really understands supply chains, logistics, and what it all means for getting your stuff from A to B. And Vitra is also opening a brand new showroom in the middle of Clerkenwell too. So we'll also hear all about investing in the middle of a pandemic. But first... We're now less than a month away from the deadline for the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2021. Entries close on Thursday, February the 18th, and there will be no extensions to that date. There are categories for kitchen and bathroom design projects, of course, but also awards for retailers and showrooms. And it's so crucial to emphasise that all the judging and criteria will take into account everything that has happened in the last 12 months. How you have adapted, pivoted, survived is the filter that these awards will be judged through this year, not how much money you make and how much investment you've done and how brilliant you are. It's totally free to enter and it's open to any retailers or designers of kitchens and bathrooms in the UK and Ireland. For all the info, go to kbbreview.com forward slash awards. Right, let's catch up with Andy Gilmore from Fine Line Interiors up in the northwest. Hello, Andy. Happy new podcast year to you. Morning, Andy. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm just about cracking on. Just about. So, uh, look, give us the just give us the quick ten second overview of of Fine Line because you've got a couple of showrooms, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a showroom in Oldham and a showroom in Warrington. Behind the showroom in Oldham, we've got factory, so manufacture all the bedroom stuff ourselves. Um, in-house fitters, all that sort of stuff. So staff to staff the showroom, but also to staff the um, the factory and production. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but you you basically run the Warrington showroom, don't you? I'm running both showrooms now. Um, ah, okay. With, with a hand into the marketing as well. Perfect. So you're the guys to talk to, obviously. Okay, so let's just go to the obvious question here. How is business for you right now? How is 2021 treating you so far? Mixed, I would say. Um, obviously, the showrooms are closed. We're trying to crack on with online inquiries as much as possible. Those are dripping through quite slowly. That said, last lockdown, April time last year, after the initial two weeks, that was when it really started to pick up in terms of inquiries. So we're kind of hoping it does the same, but at the, at the moment, they are just dripping through. Is, is this giving you a chance to catch up with yourself a little bit, do you think? Yeah, definitely, because you know, we did a huge amount of work in 
six months of last year. So um, the diary was pretty chock full. It's not now. So it's given us a chance to maybe pay some attention to other parts of the business that, that needed a little bit, but we, we couldn't spend any time on because the demand was so incredibly high, which was which was great. And the bedroom guys have been booked up three months in advance, which is fantastic. So yeah, it, it has given us a chance just to reset a little bit, I think. Is the drop-off in demand very tangible or was it a slow a slow fall-off? How, how have you interpreted what people are actually looking for? Initially, we were still getting a lot through because I think we were still getting building the calls into the showroom of, oh, well, you're there, are you open? And I think people are uh, treating this lockdown, even though it is a full national lockdown again, rather than what happened in November. I think people still are a little bit unsure as to what they can and can't do for, for whatever reason. But I think that has become more clear in the last week or so. And, and those calls have stopped coming in quite as much. So it's now starting to, to die off a little bit more now that people understand that they can't come in and see us. But we're hoping that that picks up again like it did last time. And we start to get those online inquiries back through on a regular basis. Is that a time of year thing as well, though? I mean, you know, we are in sort of first couple of weeks of January. It is pretty cold, wet and miserable as well. Are people holding off now a little bit until they get some more news about what effect the vaccine might have on things? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, we're all a bit wiser to this lockdown stuff now. So I think there are a lot of people being a little bit more cautious. They probably know that it's not likely that things are just going to go back to normal on the from the 15th of February. Uh, there could be an extended period that we're in this under these restrictions. I know that from speaking to a lot of local builders and tradesmen that they've had some work not cancelled but put back. I think people are maybe just taking a little bit more time over it than they did last year. And how about the supply chain issues that sort of tangled up a lot of this, the second half of last year? How are you finding the, the supply of products coming through? It's manageable just. Listen, I think we're all very demanding in terms of what we expect from suppliers it's difficult for them as much as it's difficult for everybody so I think we've got to be a bit patient yes there are issues out there but those companies those suppliers are doing everything that they can in most cases certainly so we've just got to try and make it work set realistic expectations for ourselves and for customers I think that's the only thing that's going to be tougher this time around is once we start taking orders in any volume again, we're going to be going back to suppliers and, and potentially be waiting 12 weeks for some items, which is going to make getting jobs in a little bit trickier. All right, so look, the next sort of six months, first half of the year, what's your confidence levels like? What, how are you feeling about everything? Are you feeling sort of quite confident that once this lockdown starts to ease, it will all come flooding back and everything will be okay? You know, if you could mark your confidence out of 10, what would you give yourself? I'd probably say a seven or an eight. I think there'll definitely, again, be pent-up business out there. A lot of what we do is linked to people that are they're having building work done. Those people are still out there. Those people are still planning to have that work done. It might not come back as quickly as it did last time, but I still think that we'll come out of this year in a decent place. The industry responded fantastically last year. I don't think that when we were all sat at home in March, April, May, that we would have predicted that it was as busy afterwards as it was. So... I think it's easy to be doom and gloom about these things, but listen, it'll be what it'll be, and we've just got to make the most of it and make sure we're in a good position to take advantage of whatever is there to have. Well, look, Andy, that's brilliant. A very positive, correct, and realistic attitude to have. So we'll catch up again in a few months' time and see how you got on. Cheers, Andy. Right, it wouldn't be a roundup without talking to Luke Wedgbury from Coville Kitchens in Leicestershire. Hello, Luke, are you there? Yeah, morning, Andy. How are you, mate? 
Uh, I'm just about scraping through is how I would describe it. Um, give us a 10-second view of Coville Kitchens. Just tell us what you're about and who you're all about. Uh, Coville Kitchens is a family-run business. It's me and my wife are in the business. There's no partners. We are... Uh, a typical KBB independent retailer, if I might add. That's probably, I probably represent a, a lot of people listening to this podcast. Family-run business, small to medium-sized business, 10 to 12 employees, and yeah, all good at the minute. Perfect, which is why it's always good to talk to you because I think you do represent quite a good snapshot of what retailers are all about. You've always been, actually, every time we've spoke here, you've always been a very sort of glasses-half-full kind of guy. So what has 2021 meant for you so far, given everything that's happened? That's a good question. I suppose typically what happens every time we have a Christmas break and we have New Year, you have this time for reflection, don't you? And you, you, you reflect on your personal life and then and then you reflect on your business life secondary. And I think 2020, looking back at 2020, was an awful year for lots of people. But you've got to take the positives because there were some little snippets of positives in 2020 that we we are bringing into 2021 and and i'm hoping that you know 2021 is going to be a great year it might not look like a great year now we started the year off with going back into the what we call a full lockdown obviously up in scotland people can't even install and in england we can't have the showrooms open so it's not a great start to the year but we learned a lot of lessons in 2020. There are lots of positives that came from it. And I think bringing those lessons into 2021, I think we could have a really, really good year. I know it's not great at the minute for a lot of people out there. It's a bit of a struggle. But I don't think now is the time to panic. I personally think now is the time to build for what's going to be in the pipeline. Because if we look at the lessons from last year, we know that when we went into the first lockdown, I, as a business owner, and lots of people listening to this podcast did indeed panic and think, wow, okay, this is new. What's going to happen here? We had three months of doing nothing, and then we came out of lockdown to what has been an unprecedented demand within our sector. It's been incredible into the year. So why would that not happen again? That's my thought process. That's where I'm at at the minute. Right, okay, because we spoke, I don't know, maybe November time, uh, it was very much, look, I've never known business like it, it's totally unprecedented, the level of, of demand we've got is just astonishing. What's happened to demand now, do you think? The January push isn't as strong as it has historically been, and I think it, I think that completely lines up with the timing of this lockdown coming into the situation at the time it did. Uh, normally the first two weeks of January for us are incredibly busy with inquiries. Uh, that's not to say we've not been busy. We have had lots of inquiries come through, but they've not been as confident. Clients haven't been as confident and as strong as they would traditionally be because of the restrictions that are in place. People are kind of just touching base and saying, listen, 2021 is the year for us to have the kitchen. How can you help us? Can we get some designs together? And then the next steps of maybe uh, site surveys or getting something booked in the diary where we can get some designs done. People don't seem to be uh, as confident as they were before Christmas purely because of these lockdown measures. So has it been the start that we would have hoped for? No. Ideally, it hasn't. The, the market seems to be just a little bit less confident. Right. And does that give you a chance to catch up on things a little bit, though, do you think? Yeah, it does. And it gives you, it gives you a chance to, to see what, what, what's coming. If, if you're getting inquiries through that's, that people are looking to get the, the kitchen, the bedroom or the bathroom done this year, you know that the work's there and you know it's going to be there. 
So it's a case of buying your time, building relationships with those clients, so offering some value to them right at the beginning. It doesn't have to be, oh, okay, you get a call and you're not quite ready yet. Okay, well, you know, give us a call back when you are. It doesn't have to be that way. It's about building relationships straight away. And I think we've got a great chance to do that in January and probably in February as well, is to really build our pipeline for when hopefully we come out of this lockdown and we can hit the ground running. That's, that's my take on it at the minute. As I say, you're always a glasses half full kind of guy. If you had to mark yourself out of 10 for your confidence for the next six months, your business confidence, what would you give yourself? Ooh, oh, wowzers. Okay, so I would say I would say it would be a really strong eight. I really do, I really do think that the, the, the work is there. People are, are still keen to have home improvements done. People are now spending more time in, the, in their house because people are on lockdown with homeschooling. So even more people are going to be uh, aware of their surroundings because the environment is everything. And if people aren't 100% happy with the environment in which they live, then they'll want to make some changes. So an 8 out of 10 for me would be a real, you know, a realistic score of how I feel right now. And the missing two points, not to give it a 10 out of 10 for the foreseeable six months, would simply be because of the unknown of of how this vaccine is going to kick in and and what difference that's going to make to the economy and the confidence in the market. But but for for as things stand at the minute, I'm going to say 8. Well, I I mean, I do wonder what's got to happen, Luke, to put you below a 5. I do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if we spoke to you after, you know, some awful asteroid that has struck the earth, you'd be there going, well, no, I'm pretty sure the market will still be there. <laughs> so. The thing is, I, I mean, I hate to repeat myself, but we, we had a good year last year. And I think a lot of KBD retailers did have a good year, an incredibly strong end to the year. So if, if there's one lesson that I learned from last year, it's not to, be, it's not to panic too much and not to think, well, I actually... Even if the market is quiet now, we know there's going to be peaks and troughs. I mean, if any year was a roller coaster year, it was 2020. It was full of peaks and full of troughs. It was up and down all the way through. So, so maybe if we're in a bit of a trough now because the market's not that strong, then it's it's going to pick up at some point. Yeah, and I think when all this gets to a point of uh, of leveling out or you know some kind of consistency, I think then and only then will we, will this industry stop and realise just how lucky it's been. Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. We, we, it's a delicate time, isn't it? Because because I've got friends and family. I'm sure you and, and people listen to the podcast who have lost their lost their jobs. People I even know people who've lost their, their homes, and and obviously people have lost their lives as well. So incredibly lucky to to a be fit and healthy, and B, to be able to keep trading at a level that we're, we're happy with. You know, it's not, it's not all about growth. As a business owner, you constantly strive for growth, but sometimes you just have to, have to kind of accept that now's the time for survival. So if we can survive at this point, then at the end of the survival period, maybe there's time there to thrive, and, and that's what we're looking forward to. Luke, as always, mate, thank you so much for spending a bit of time to let us know how you're doing. It's great to hear you're still so positive, uh, and we'll catch up again uh, in a while to see, well, hopefully the other side of this vaccine and the other side of this lockdown to see exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, hopefully so, hopefully so. And uh, well done on the uh, Save Our Skills campaign for last year, Andy. Great work. I've seen so many posts and so many positive things about it. It's another great thing that came out of a really negative year. So, yeah, kudos for that, mate. Well done. Well, thank you very much, sir, and we'll catch up soon. Great, see you soon, Bye-bye. Right, let's catch up now with 
Paul Crow, of course, from bathroom franchise company Ripples. Hello, Paul. Are you there? Yes, I'm here, Angie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Everyone's very kindly asking me. Uh, I, I feel a lot better. So hopefully day by day, we just feel a little bit better. But more importantly, well, actually, tell you what we'll do. Let's start, Paul. Just remind us how many Ripples franchisees there actually are now. We've got 13 showrooms, Andrew. I'm pleased to include uh, Chichester in that, which is being, uh, in inverted commas, fitted out as we speak. Fantastic. So a bit of growth, a bit of good news there going on. Yeah. Okay, so look, your evaluation of what happens in the market is always very considered. So we're halfway through January now. What, what, what do you think 2021 has, has meant for you and Ripple so far, do you think? Well, it's uh, it's been a kick in the stomach, Andrew, hasn't it, is, is the correct answer and one that not everybody wants to give. But it, it is true. It's, it's stalled us, I guess, is, is the right word. It, it's stalled us to a point where we're now waiting to find out really, when we can actually start attacking the rest of the year, when that will be. Right. So in terms of uh, coming into Christmas there, back in December, you know, there was a a high demand. People were talking about the demand all the time, how it's seen them through or at least made up in some way for what had happened during the the spring and the summer. Are you seeing that demand now very much tail off? And what do you attribute that to? Yeah, we did finish with, I guess there's no different to everybody else. We had mixed results, but we had some showrooms uh, quite literally producing best ever figures, which was always nice to see. And we had showrooms pleased to come in hitting 70, 80% of their of what they were expecting to do and uh, and taking that positively. So we go into January, it's normally the busiest month of the year for us in terms of sales volume. Everybody's buying bathrooms, everybody's having sales, which helps. I, I guess ultimately it's now an, an unsecure month for us. You know, we don't know what to expect or what, what numbers to key into spreadsheets. So we're getting lots of inquiries still and lots of interest in the, you know, on the online presence, people requesting appointments to you know, have virtual presentations. And we've done a couple in people's gardens even, you know, but clearly it, it's not where we want to be. And, and in terms of what we expect to do sales-wise now, I genuinely haven't got an answer at the moment. When the big demand came in, it was still very much the weather was nice and, you know, everyone was still kind of slightly enjoying almost being at home. Whereas now, you know, it's cold, it's wet, it's miserable. Every night there's some awful headlines on the news. Do you think it has kind of dampened people's enthusiasm and they just want to get their head down and get through it now? I mean, I can only tell you the anecdotal feedback that I get, but I think on the whole, yeah, I mean, even amongst our own sort of friends and family, I think everybody's mood is let's just get this you know horrific pandemic out of the way and go through whatever pain is necessary as quickly as possible because you know the country's if you like on the operating table and um, why delay it now why try and sort of walk around if you can just lie down and take it because at some point you've got to start going into recovery mode and not being able to start that process is frustrating for everybody and, and getting used to that's frustrating for everybody so um I think, yeah, it's it's a case of I think we'd now rather stay closed and, and, and hope that everybody else does exactly the same so that we can get the green light and know that there won't be another amber one. Has it given you a chance, do you think, to perhaps catch up a little bit? The levels of demand were quite high. Fulfilling that demand was quite difficult. Do you think this has given you a chance to catch up with what you were doing and where you were up to? As you say, you're obviously opening a, a new franchise there too. So is it giving you a chance to, to think? Yeah, I think Christmas gives that to you anyway. Um, it's the only time of year that you truly get to sort of close your mind off. Um, so, yeah, it does. I mean, I'm sat here now looking at um, our plans in terms of what can we change with the franchise package. And, you know, we're still confident that we can open new showrooms and it's a good proposition. 
but we're also aware we've got to be more competitive in our offer and make it a better value opportunity for someone. So might not have been looking at that had all of this not happened, but that, that's something that we want to do. I guess has it given us thinking time and chance to catch up? The truth is not really in the sense that um, we would have been quite happy to have carried on at the pace we were working at. You know, we had it under control. We were, you know, we weren't rushed off our feet. We were providing the support that we needed to. I think we wanted to, if anything, to go, you know, to ramp it up and start um, going up a few gears and not being able to do that. As much as you do spend more time thinking, you don't really want to be. It's very hard, isn't it? I think planning for what to do for the next three, four, five, six months. It is. I mean, we crash test our budgets whenever we put them together. You know, what if scenarios coming out of our ears, 90% of target, 80 and and so on. I'm not sure we've gone down to picking in numbers like 60% before, but we're prepared to do that to make sure that we understand, um, you know, what we need to do. But equally, of course, contrasting that is that you start looking at the what you can do to incite more customers to be interested in you and, and, and being proactive. And there's a lot that we can do that doesn't necessarily need um, financial investment. It just needs dedicated time. Um, it needs more coordinated approach. And our marketing is constantly evolving because the consumer is. And, you know, in December, we launched a range of home beauty products, which we would never have done a year ago. And it's taken us probably since March when the idea came together to get all of that in place. And it's it's not going to generate a number that's going to excite us over the next 12 months. But it's given us an opportunity to get more traction with the consumer, which we're appreciating. And, and it's it's decorated Instagram for quite a while and will continue to do so with influencers and so on. So there's always lots that we can do, but it doesn't always necessarily generate an immediate number in the in the turnover figure. But we know it will at some point. So it's a bit like what we did in April. We, you just have to get on with it. And then we got the benefit of that in September, October and November. And we still feel positive, but I wouldn't want to sit here and pretend that don't worry, everything's OK, because, you know, people are concerned. It's, it's not a good place to be. But. I think it's in our hands. I think the consumer will be there for us when we come out of it. And I think we're in a good position to take on that consumer when we do all come out of it. Okay, so let's look a little bit at the next six months then about confidence. If you had to give yourself a mark out of 10 for your for your business confidence for the first half of 2021, what score would you give yourself? Well, I wouldn't be daft enough to give myself 10 out of 10 on that, but I, I do feel confident, Andrew. I'm, I, don't, um, I don't know what I would grade that at, but... In six months' time, I think that we will be willing and wanting to attack the next six months because I think that we're prepared for what we need to go through in the next six months. And it won't be easy, and it will be easier in some terms than others, but I, I feel confident that the, that storm has an ending to us, and I do feel we'll be in good shape coming through. There's almost a level of certainty in the uncertainty in autumn, whereas now because of the vaccine and rollouts and no one's really sure what effect that's going to have or how immediate that effect is going to have on lockdowns, the uncertainty level has shot right back to the top of the scale again. Yeah, I mean, there's also Brexit has kind of been cleared up a little bit and whatever people want to talk about one way or the other, that's got to be good news, Andrew. You know, we've seen the impact of that over the last three years and it didn't even happen, you know, and um so there's there's lots of things that we could just say are going to help everybody. The housing market will settle down. It's at a peak. It will go back down again, but it will settle down by the end of the year. There's always something. And 12 months is too short a window to judge any business or, or any country. So we might as well say, well, what's going to happen over the next three years? And then we can start to feel really good, I think. Well, look, that is 
uh, as I say, a very positive attitude, Paul. So thank you so much for your, for spending a little bit of time with us today, and we'll catch up again in a few months and see how right or wrong you are. Good to have you back. Look after yourself. Okay, now let's go up to Scotland now, of course, where the big difference is that installations have been completely suspended. Uh, so let's talk now to Mark Conacher, who runs Liberty, which is, of course, a major fitting company based in Dundee. Hello, Mark. Are you there? Hi, Andy. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm all right. Thank you very much. We're back in the saddle. For anyone who's heard uh, you talking before, um, you may have heard them on this podcast, you're the king of social distancing. It seems to be. And the fact that you run Liberty, which is based in Dundee, you run it from your home in Canada. Yes, all the way across the West Coast in Vancouver. Which is t- taking social distancing to an extreme. But there we go. Can you give us an idea, though, of the scale of Liberty itself over in Scotland? Like how many fitters, how many installations do you do, that kind of thing? Well, we run on four installation teams now, and we'll run three to four installations a week. So that keeps us that keeps us busy. There's a mixture in there of working with major retailers, and there's a lot of private work that we have as well. So yeah, we we keep fairly busy. So it is a substantial installation business that you have going there. So Scotland has slammed the door shut on installations, though. However, so how did you feel when that news came through? Because you know installations have been going all the way through since the first lockdown began back in March, and then suddenly. They've said, no, unless it's an emergency, all installations must stop. How did you feel about that? Yeah, it was like, it was a, a bit more of, well, here we go again. To begin with, it was it all became a, it was a bit unclear. Again, the, the Scotland and England thing and the wording of what the Scottish government put out, you know, it really depended on how you wanted to read it. And obviously with the number of ins- installations we had in our books, the number of installers, staff, we're going to read that as if, you know what, we can carry on installing. We need to be working. Our customers want us. People are, are less, seem to be less concerned about it now than they were back in March. And so people are keen to still have you in their house. So the IKBVI stepped up and were trying their best to clarify things. And very quickly, it became abundantly clear that, no, to, to do our bit, we, we, we shouldn't be doing this. And, and, and it, it was quite a, a no-brainer situation to be in. It was just we had to stop. We had, I think, if, if everybody does their part, then we'll have half a chance. So that's what we did. We were faced with, with stopping, and, and we did. And we just need to go with it and see where, how long this is going to be. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Because is there anything you can do to keep the cash coming in? I suppose if retailers have to close their doors, they can still have rem- you know, remote design sessions with clients. They can still field inquiries coming in. But what, what, what do you do in this situation? You know, obviously, the, the government have uh, got the, the, the furlough thing there, so, so we're able to furlough our staff. Myself and my business partner, we'll carry on. We'll, we'll, we're working for the future. You know, it's going to end eventually, and we want to be in the starting blocks, ready to, to go the minute that, that we're able to. And sitting about worrying about it or moaning about it, it's just, it's, that's not going to help us. So we need to get our heads together. We're sitting down. We're planning as normal. We're busier than ever. The customers are still coming to us. And we're just doing things in a, in a different way. The only thing we can't do is install. Yes, I suppose the difference between this lockdown and previous lockdowns, even though you could install, is that the end is nigh a little bit with it. You know, the, the, there is a feeling that, that this might be the final big hurdle we have to get over. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel that, you can, that if we can just work towards that and just see if we can get that far, then everything will be okay. 
Yeah, that's all we can. We can only go on hope and work towards that and be positive about it. There's there's an, an awful lot of any time you turn on the television, everything's negative. And I think we need a, a big dose of positivity and focus on that. And, and that's what we're doing. We're focusing on the positive. I don't see Scotland opening up in, at the end of January. The, the restrictions are at the minute are sitting to the end of January. I think there's a good chance it'll go beyond that. But you know what? What will be will be, and and we will focus on the future, and keep building the company, and keep in contact with our customers, and make sure they know exactly what's going on. You know what? It's not everybody that's stopping, and because a lot of installers out there in Scotland are, they're struggling. That's their only means of money. They end up in this weird situation where they can't get any money from the government, or there's a delay in the money from the government. And there's a big attitude of, well, no stuff that we're going to carry on, which which is hard when you're stopping and you're seeing other installers carrying on. But you know what? Everybody's got to deal with this in their own way. And and we think, as Liberty, we think that this is the right thing to do and, and adhere to the government regulations and play our part. And I think if we all play our part, and this will be over a lot quicker. So what have your customers been like? The ones you had jobs booked in for, have they cancelled them? Are they just going to be patient and wait for you? What, what kind of feedback are you getting from them? Our customers have been uh, very supportive of, of us stopping and, and doing what's right. We haven't had any cancellations. We've spoken to each one. And obviously, we don't have a date. That's, that's the hard bit. We don't know, oh, well, we could book you in for next month. But we're provisionally booking people in with the view that, you know what, if we'll keep in touch, if things change at the end of January and it's, got, it's going to go further, then, then we'll change the date again. But yeah, they're, they're very positive. They, they understand and uh, are happy for us to do what we feel is right. Because it, it, we're looking after them, but we're looking after our staff as well. And so it's, it's important that we're, we're doing that. We've got to look at the long term of this. And so our staff are important to us and we've got to keep them safe. Yes, suppose it's not like your customers can just you know say thanks, Mark, but we'll go somewhere else. I mean, because no one's doing it. No, that's 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 the thing. They're they're uh, they're stuck that way. But you know what? They're, our customers come to us because they want us. So this is not about going somewhere else. We've built up. The, by the time we get to that, we're we're doing their kitchen. We've built up a, a good enough relationship with that customer that they're not going anywhere. Well, look, Mark, I've asked everybody this. So if uh, you had to give yourself a mark out of 10 for your own confidence for the next six months, for the first half of 2021, what score would you give yourself? You know, for the next six months, I'm very confident. Yeah, I would, I would be 9 or 10. I have no worries. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for 2021. I talked with my partner and, you know, 2020 was probably our best year and <laughs> during those crazy times. And yes, it's going to be a little crazy for a little while longer. But no, I'm very confident of the year ahead. This will pass and we'll get back to normal and, and things will be fine. I'm hugely confident of that. Well, look, that's brilliant, brilliantly confident and very positive attitude to have, particularly when you're in the middle of what has been the worst part of the lockdown for you personally, because obviously you literally can't do anything. So thank you so much for tuning in from Canada. What time is it there? It is 25 past six. Morning. Time for my breakfast. <laughs> it's time for it's time for breakfast for you. It's time yeah. for a cup of tea for me, uh, and we'll catch up again soon, Mark. Thanks for all your time. No problem. Thanks, Andrew. Now here's my interview with Levant Guiré from Vitra. It's really interesting stuff, but I just wanted to jump in here at the start and say that we actually recorded this a couple of days before Christmas, so a few weeks ago. 
And as you'll hear, obviously, a few things have moved on since then. But of course, everything he says is still incredibly relevant to today. Plus, as it was recorded at the end of December, you can contrast and compare how healthy I sounded then compared to now. <coughs> okay, it's always good to get the views of some of the top brass at the biggest suppliers. So let's meet the man in charge of one of the biggest bathroom names in the market, and that's Levant Giray at Vitra. Hello, Levant, how are you? Hi, Andrew. Thanks, and you? I'm very good, thank you. Now, where in the world are you right now? I'm actually in the office in Ditkot, Oxfordshire. That's a very nice part of the world, a very nice part of the country. It is indeed, yes. But where are you originally from? I'm from Istanbul in Turkey, uh, born and raised in Istanbul and uh, moved into the UK in 92. Now, as, as beautiful as Oxfordshire is, and Didcot's, you know, a nice part of Oxfordshire, Istanbul's an amazing city. I have been there, I've visited it. It is an, an incredible place. It is, yes. It is a big city. A, a, a bit chaotic, but yes, it is beautiful. Oh, we went on a boat down the Bosphorus. It was one of the best days of my life. I loved it. Now, everyone's heard of Vitra, of course, uh, but can you just give us an overview of the scale of the UK operation, how you operate in this country? And Vitra is a, a brand goes back to uh, goes back 62 years. It started in Turkey uh, as a private company and still in the hands owned by the same founding family and deeply rooted in its heritage and values. And uh, we actually began to foray into European markets properly after 1990. And we have been one of the pioneering European bathroom brands since. We have an impressive setup producing a wide range of bathroom products. And we are using the latest technologies and more importantly supported by a dedicated design and innovation center, which has been... Uh, instrumental in our drive in the last 30 years. As part of this, we came into the UK in 92. Actually, that's when I came over to start uh, the UK business and I have been around since on and off. And we came into the UK market with a clear uh, dedication to invest and to provide excellent service and product. And I hope uh, your listeners who have dealt with Bitra will agree with me that we really haven't wavered from that vision. And obviously you have a big retail network, but you obviously also serve a lot of commercial projects and that kind of thing as well. Yes, we operate two parallel businesses, uh, one dedicated to retail and distribution, which has been the stronger side of our business. And this is how we uh, started actually producing dedicated products for the UK market, we have been one of the first European manufacturers to adopted the products to the UK market, for example, doing the European type of systems uh, to work with British flashing systems. Since then, we have been very dedicated to the retail side of the business. And then we have also have the project side of the business, commercial contracts, which has been growing very effectively for the last 20 years. Right. Now, obviously, 2020 has been a, a right weird year. How is business for you at the moment? I guess it will not come as a surprise to anyone if I say that it has been a tough and different year. April and May, during the lockdown, we have seen the business slow down in a big way. Uh, we never stopped supplying the market throughout the lockdown, both lockdowns, and both from Turkey and from the warehouse in Ditkot here. And it was interesting to see how there has been a difference between the retail and commercial contract side of the business 
the supply into the contracts continued while the retail side has slowed down significantly. So we, as the broader which organization, a private company and take a longer term view compared to some other companies, maybe financed by financial investors. We do not change direction in reaction to crisis and uh, we try to create long-term value rather than short-term profit. I must add that it also certainly helped that we are backed by a financially strong organization from wider which organization. And from June on, I think like most uh, other manufacturers, we've seen a, uh, an increase in, in demand and we have seen a healthy increase in sales, which seems to continue to this day, which is good. Of course, being a manufacturer, we are down the line in the supply chain, but all the indications we get from the retailers and distributors from the marketplace show a positive trend. Let's talk a little bit about, about that supply chain, because what we're seeing at the moment is lots of disruption at ports. That's the big thing that's happening as we speak right now. Are you seeing any supply issues caused by these current problems? I mean, just getting stuff from A to B. Oh, yeah. And it creates such an uncertainty. So there are delays, of course, but you never know whether the delay will be five days or two weeks. It's a complete chaos. And it uh, both increase time of delivery, which we uh, <laughs> really, because we give uh, dates of delivery and we book deliveries with customers. And that uh, the whole situation, of course, makes a shambles of this. And it also increases the cost tremendously because we have to do extra storage, extra haulage, and it looks like it will continue into January. And how about Brexit? Is that just adding to the disruption and the uncertainty of trying to plan what's happening? Yes, uh, it does. I mean, uh, I think the whole port situation is partially caused by demand for extra stock holding uh, in general, not just in bathrooms. And I think we see a similar trend in bathrooms. Obviously, from our point of view, we have tried to increase our stock holding both here in our warehouse and with distributors. And how about you personally, Levant? Because you know, you run a big company there. You've you've been there a long time, but no one's ever dealt with anything like this before. What are the main lessons you've personally taken away from the experience of 2020? Has it changed the way you approach your business? In terms of the approach to marketplace, no, there hasn't been. Uh, much of a change. The biggest change in terms of behavior has obviously been brought in by distant working requirements. I personally have never been a big fan of working from home, maybe because I'm not very good at it, but having been forced to do so without much of a warning, it was great to see how well it worked. Everyone here at Vitra got into the routine and we continue to do what we uh, have always been doing. So we have a longevity longevity of stuff here, which gives us continuity and dedication, uh, which in these difficult times proved to be a great asset. So for this, I owe a big thank you to all uh, Vitra stuff. Of course, our main function is sales, and I believe personal contact with our customers is essential, keeping them up to date and us getting the uh, feedback from the marketplace. And I am looking forward to the days where we can start visiting them properly and they can come and see us. And again, our biggest concern this year has been the safety of our staff. And it continues to be. And this, of course, made a change of behavior 
in the way we work. And it was again great to see how everyone cooperated and did their bit. But our approach to the marketplace in terms of our dedication to retail business, to showrooms and to our commercial site, really there's no change there. The resilience and the flexibility of people, I think, has been the most impressive thing that's come out of this whole issue. This is an industry, the kitchen and bathroom industry should count its blessings. It has been nowhere near as impacted as so many other industries have been. But it has required spinning on a sixpence, changing the way whole massive companies operate in days rather than weeks or months or years. Uh, And that's been the most impressive thing to me, how people have just switched from one thing to another as quickly as they possibly can. I think it's been incredible. Exactly. I mean, it all happened in a week and we just continued to work as we've always done. And the London showroom, we are just working to finalize a new showroom that we are opening in London, in Clerkenwell. And that has been scuppered a bit by the lockdown and has been delayed. That has been a major issue for us this year, but we are just about to finish the works in the showroom. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, because obviously this is you moving forward as a business. You're you know, investing in this shiny new showroom in Clerkenwell. That's not an inconsiderable cost right in the centre of London. So t- talk us through the strategy behind it. Yeah, I mean, opening a showroom in London has been in our plans for some time now. It didn't happen uh, because of various reasons before, but we finally found the correct premises and started construction works in January. And we were planning to uh, open it in June this year, but because of what uh, has been going on, uh, we have been delayed. The showroom is just open, but we wanted to wait until January to uh, officially launch it. We are a very established brand in the UK. And the showroom, which, by the way, we named Vita London, is a natural step to reinforce our position, both in the UK and internationally. Little London will have a variety of functions. It is located in Clerkenwell, and this will tell you that it is mainly targeted towards architects and designers. We chose Clerkenwell because we wanted to be in the heart of the A&D community. The area is recognized worldwide, actually, as a design destination. And Little London is only partly a showroom. We call it a showroom, but actually it is only... Uh, one of the functionalities, and there are areas where we display and launch new products, but a big part of the showroom has been designed to serve as a social hub. It's all about engagement, and we want to bring the community together to learn, discuss, debate, and collaborate. The showroom has been designed around a central space dedicated for uh, talks, trainings, and events, hopefully for the days when we can organize these things again. Clerkenwell is such an interesting place, isn't it? Because it's become such a hub for some of the biggest bathroom brands. I mean, you know, there's you, obviously, but there's others that I won't mention while I'm in the middle of an interview with you. But, you know, they're all there in a row almost. And it's become a kind of bathroom hub for the design industry. It's a fascinating place. And it's really interesting that, you know, architects and designers just don't seem to like going more than 10 minutes from their office. Yeah, that is, I think, a worldwide phenomenon. It's always like that they are very difficult to get out of their offices. I mean, the main issue is because we especially have a very broad range of products. And uh, recently, in the last 10 years, probably, we have been a bit overactive in uh, bringing out new products and collaborating with designers. 
again, every year we have come up with a, a new range and it is difficult to show uh, all these new products in a meaningful way. Uh, so this is the main idea, having a non-trading showroom and we've been able to invite both architects, designers and retailers to show the products. So because it is a non-trading showroom, uh, from our retailers' point of view, it will provide a platform where they can send their customers and see the products. We also have a, a virtual reality facilities where we can produce 4D, 3D designs using our products. So we encourage our retailers to use Vitro London as uh, an extension of their operation and use the showroom to their advantage. Okay, so it's a new year. We're looking down the, the barrel of 2021 now. What are your expectations and predictions for 2021? What, what are your goals and is it possible to predict anything? <laughs> I think it is still very hard to predict as there are a lot of unknowns, but I, I guess it is quite safe to say that there will be growth in the market next year compared to 2020. This is uh, not a very high bar after this year when... We will see around 12 to 15% shrinkage in the bottom market. Uh, This is also in line with uh, CPA's forecast for the whole of the construction industry. So we have ambitious targets. So this year we will be closing the year lower than uh, what we have done in 2019. I think this is again industry-wide the situation. So we have uh, quite a wide range of new products as well as new product groups, fairly new product groups for us in the UK, like concealed systems and uh, brassware, where we are increasing our sales significantly, which we have increased even this year. So we are quite very strong in uh, ceramics already. So all these will contribute to, to an increase for us. So I'm quite hopeful about the new year. Well, there is one more important question that I need to ask you now, Levant, and it is possibly the most important question of all, as always. When you've had a bad day and things haven't gone how you've wanted and you get home and you decide to put a movie on, what is the most positive feel-good movie that you would put on to watch? Levant, what is your entry into the feature that I call The Silence of the Laminates? So, <laughs> when Harry met Silly? When Harry Met Sally. Now that, I'm surprised that hasn't come up early because that is one of my favourite films. Yeah. And you can't watch that film without grinning all the way through it. What a brilliant choice. Levant, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with that new showroom. I will come and see it as soon as I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. And we will catch up again soon. Thanks, Andrew. That's it for our first episode of 2021. We'll catch up with some more retailers next week for a State of the Nation. And don't forget to get your entries in for the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2021. Everything you need to know is at kbbreview.com forward slash awards. See you next time.